the queen is dead. She's had a good run. Let's check out her one of her commercials. Not very many did she do, but this is one for her for her uh, 75th jubilee. Okay, so let's give that a run. And I'm starting a little bit in the middle. She's invited Paddington Bear to tea, and uh, of course Paddington isn't the most refined tea guest, but it's it's nice. We'll do this in memory of the Queen. Oh, terribly sorry. Ah. Never mind. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, perhaps you would like a marmalade sandwich? I always keep one for emergencies. So do I. I keep mine in here. Oh. <laughs> for later. For later. Apparently she had quite a sense of humor. And the party is about to start, Your Majesty. Happy Jubilee, man. Thank you for everything. That's very kind. And there we go. Okay, so anyway, uh, you know, a lot of changes in the world. That's one of the things that you just can't get past. 75 years, how the world has changed. Uh, and yet, People are still the same. The principles still apply, which is where we're going next. Okay, let's see if we can figure out where to go next. And many print vehicles uh, paid tribute to the queen. They had pre-created pre materials, of course, because she's 96. And uh, most printed freestanding inserts for the queen. And this article delineates everybody except... Uh, the Mail, which did 83-page, Daily Mail did an 83-page tribute uh, to the Queen, and theirs, so they basically devoted their entire magazine, well, 87 pages out of 120, so, um, so the presses are running, I watched a, I watched a, uh, a video on uh, the all of the procedures of how to alert the world <clears throat> and first the heads of state in the capitals of the commonwealth were notified and then they were to notify other countries heads of state and then uh and then after that there was a apparently a black banner goes up on the on the gates of buckingham palace and then it works its way to the media and etc. And this uh, <clears throat> this particular video, it seemed like its point was that it was gonna. With the, there's a most businesses shut down apparently yesterday or today, and uh, they will also shut down for the funeral and they will also shut down for the coronation. Uh, and 
in that light, uh, the video sort of complained about the billions of dollars that that uh, the, the the royal family costs the country. Now you can look at it that way, but I saw an excellent analysis of how one of the main reasons that so many people want to go to England is because of the royal family to see the palaces, to see the castles, and and the sense of history. And so and that and that analysis showed that the uh, if you take the tourism industry into into account and compare it with other countries that have similar heritage, uh, the royal family generates billions and billions of dollars a year uh, in tourism. I think the tourism industry in UK is like 80 billion a year or something like that. So people underestimate, I think in marketing, advertising, economics in general, uh, they underestimate the value of heart, right? The value of spirit that we're not just materialist beings. We're not just looking for the best deal on peanut butter. Uh, There are other things that inspire us and that inspiration is worth billions. And uh, so she's conducted herself well, it seems, and uh, well-loved and a real symbol of the heritage of England. So, the queen is dead, long live the king. Okay, <clears throat> next, congratulations to Gunderson Direct uh, being included in Fortune's Best Workplaces in Advertising and Marketing. <clears throat> now, I would put Gunderson at the very top. <clears throat> They're not at the very top. I don't know how this thing has arrived at, uh, but uh, the top agency is somebody in Chicago, and uh, there's an agency that's number Nine in Oshkosh, Wisconsin for Imprint. I've done a little bit of work for them, so that's a past client. Um, and Kevin Linestar and uh, Jody Anklum. I Jody once said to me when I was showing her how we did the... Uh, <laughs> you're welcome, Mike. <laughs> See, this thing is actually working today. Uh, when jo- Wait, wait we're, it gets better. Just hang on, Mike. <laughs> When I was working for Jody, she actually said to me, when she saw how I rule out variables that are probably spurious correlations and how I manipulated the hundreds of variables that we throw at the wall when we do our when we do our transaction modeling for customer segmentation, she said, you violate every principle I've ever learned about statistics. And so I would kind of it kind of hurt my feelings because I hadn't taken a lot of statistics, so I didn't know what the principles were that I was violating. <clears throat> well, along the way, a couple of years went by, and we did a lot of work for Musician's Friend. And Matthew Shaw was there, and he had a PhD in statistics. And Matthew was a very outdoory person and stuff, and he wasn't like any of the statistics people I'd ever known. And so we used to have these really great talks about life and and statistics. <laughs> And he said, you should meet my my graduate professor. I think it was at UCLA. And so you should read his book. So I went online and I found a, a, a copy of the book in PDF format. And, the, uh, and it was all turned sideways. So I turned it right side up. And it was each chapter was a separate PDF. So I made it all one big PDF. And I wrote to the professor. And I said, if you, you know, I've done this. And if you'd like it, then we could talk. And uh, the introduction, I 
was was brilliant. He was talking about at Michigan, University of Michigan, how he was a grad student there, and in the in the uh, in the fourth floor, I think it was the fourth floor where the classrooms were. The students were told that you know we we were able to model the economics of the entire United States economy and were able to predict the future with these big computers. Down in the basement, they would do you know they would do back testing of their of their algorithms, trying to figure out you know that you go back four or five years. You, you see what was what then you take your algorithm you try to project the future and see if you're right and of course they never were and so in the basement they were tearing their hair out listening to even grad students ideas whereas in the uh, <laughs> whereas it, uh, it up at the top floor they were saying how how they had figured it all out and of course that is often the way things are right we we make it simple but when you're working with variables, you need to get rid of the ones that are nonsense if you want it to work in the real world. You don't need to have it work in the <laughs> in the real world if all you're doing is, you know, fourth floor talking about models. Anyway, let's go on. So so I got on the phone with this professor and he's and after 45 minutes of talking about what we did, he said, you know, we teach statistics. We'd suck all the life out of statistics, he said. And he said, you don't violate the principles of statistics, but you demand that it also makes sense. You go beyond the principles of statistics, which are just correlation and math, and you you know, demand that it actually works. And so, Jody, if you're listening, I've been vindicated by a, a, one of the top guys at UCLA. <laughs> and I can't remember his name. It doesn't come to mind at the moment, but it will in 20 minutes or something. If I do, I'll pop it in. So anyway, down the row a little bit. And also there was a there was an agency in Minnetonka. And since I'm in Minnetonka right now, I, I, I sent Christy an invitation to our get-together last night, which I shouldn't forget to mention. We had a wonderful, super wonderful time. And we just laughed and laughed. And we did do some marketing conversation. And, uh, and um, wonderful, just wonderful. I won't say who all came because, you know, I don't want to inform on them all. But uh, we had a great table and we had lots of talk and some marketing talk. And, and we even analyzed some how to reach the new building residents along the Mississippi River. That was one of the, one of the conversations. So anyway, Christy, I hope you will. She did connect with me, but she didn't come. But maybe next time. And then Gunderson. Here's Gunderson. Now Gunderson. What we got to mention first is that it's Gunderson Direct. And though there might be 20 some above them, nobody else mentions Direct. So I rate Gunderson Direct the number one Fortune best place to work in direct marketing, other than maybe the WDMA. But I didn't enter. I have 100% employee satisfaction, I think. So anyway, we've got the board of directors and the and the style consultant. So we were 100%. But um, so I want to mention Mike and Jeff Taren, who and and Alexa, and we're talking together about maybe working together on that transaction modeling. And Tara, your name came up at conversation because I mentioned that I had been. Talking about Gunderson, uh, who is a WDMA supporter, one of our big supporters, and so is Japs Olson, and they were there. And so I gave Corey an assignment and said, 
tell me the great things that Japs is doing because I know you're doing a lot of stuff that I don't know about and then I can talk about you on my show. And so they will. And so uh, the meetup was great and let we'll get over to the to an article by Tara. Uh, but also I put up the info on the WDMA meetup in Boston next Wednesday. It's just coming right up. And uh, hope to see you there, 6 o'clock. I'll have my Wisconsin colors on. Let's see if I can get my Wisconsin hat out. I was going to have it handy, and it's not very handy. I'll probably have scarlet and white, but I might have this black one because it's my favorite. I really like this one. The W stands out the best. Okay? So, anyway, look for me in my hat, and uh, in case you don't recognize me, yeah, we need a meetup in Arizona with Market Builder. Keith Lawson's mentioning is messaging, and they are also a supporter. So thank you for all that support. Now we want to go over to this article by Tara, uh, who I haven't ever talked with, but uh, she came up. So I thought, oh, I had it in my list of things to talk about. And she talks about brand guidelines. And brand guidelines are important for a number of reasons that she illustrates. The articles are available on WDMA.org. If you go over there, you have to subscribe, uh, but that's free. And um, there's a lot of stuff in here, but she says, basically, we get new clients, and oftentimes they're used to just building ads on on uh, on the web, and they have low-resolution graphics. They have, uh, they have uh, here we go, let's see, uh, they have... They, they have hex formats, which look bright and vibrant in, uh, in digital, but they don't convert directly to CMYK, uh, and they're often using low-resolution logos, which look great when they're little tiny banner ads, but when you blow them up, they look terrible. Okay. The other thing that's important about brand guidelines, which Sarah doesn't really mention, is that if you're going to test formats or if you're going to test offers you want the creative to be sort of consistent you you need to take the creative element away from the piece in order to test other things i'm not saying you shouldn't test creative when you test creative oftentimes it's difficult to you know you might break some of the rules now if it makes a lot of money then it might be worth testing right <laughs> on those, always get permission first because the company might go berserko. Anyway, but one of the nice things about mail is is that you can kind of quietly do testing. It doesn't just automatically go to everybody, right? It goes to a, to a select group that you can do an nth select, they call it. We won't get into all of that. But um, Tara says you can waste a lot of time if we have to create your logo, recreate your logo to, to be satisfactory in print. Um, you know, photo photography examples. We used to send our design team to all the photo shoots, and I found out that J.C. Penney back in the day, big catalog, didn't. They had personas for modeling specified. Okay, businesswoman, uh, athletic girl. Uh, you know, I don't know what beach, <laughs> outdoors. You know, they had these personas specified, and they and they talked about the hairstyle and and the lighting and some of those things. And uh, they didn't go. They let the photographers, they, the photographers had the guidance and it was all done. And so we stopped sending our, our, our <laughs> which my creative team wasn't so happy because they would, you know, there's always good snacks at those photo shoots. 
And uh, in those days, you could smoke cigarettes. And my art director at the time smoked a lot, and he would go to the photo shoots. One day I went with him. That's when I found all this out. But another thing you should do is, you know, if you look at these design guidelines, it's all very Swiss, um, lots of white space. And sometimes you may want to test that in itself. So one of my very first catalogs I worked on, the the owner, uh, prior corporation, the founder, wanted it to look like Land's End. And so this was the catalog as the design group designed it. And then I was tasked after, after about a year, uh, it wasn't making any money. And so I was tasked with taking pages like this and smooshing them down into one, into one page. Because, <laughs> you know, it was a kind of a unique situation where when we started working on the catalog, there were like six computer supply catalogs in the world, and maybe three. And by the time we got done, there were 60. And so it was kind of overwhelming in, in, in the sense that uh, the competition changed, let's just say. And so we had to tighten it up. And then it started to make money. Um, and then they bought another company that was actually larger than themselves because of the increased valuation that we had, that we had uh, given them. And then that company dragged them under. <laughs> that was not a good acquisition. But all that aside, sometimes you want to test and make the space work harder, right? And, uh, and oftentimes, direct marketing veterans will will know that probably more than web than the web uh, designers because they're they're just they're used to a certain look and a certain uh, way of portraying items. I don't think that it's often compelling, um, but in direct mail we had to be compelling. <laughs> we had to get the order, and so um, you know we had a, we had attri attribution at the product SKU level, and that is, and so you know. In some ways, I think we we did make the space work work harder because it was very very expensive in comparison to a banner ad, let's say. Okay, so thanks again, Tara. I'll probably send you a connect invitation. I hope we can. And uh, for the rest of you at Gunderson, congratulations on on being one of the best places to work, the best place to work in the direct marketing industry. Bye bye. Oops, I have to hit the other button.